Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. All right, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Jordan and Kristen Rickards Show. It's good to see you. I hope you guys had a great week. Tonight's topic is going to actually be part two of last week's message or last week's Rant. ranting, me complaining. <laughs> so the actual topic was the declining church and what to do about it, and it was just kind of me complaining about how I got bored in church and why. This week is going to be actually about what to do about it, not mm-hmm. being bored in church, what to do about the decline of Christian influence in the United States and, and I think globally also. Before we get to that, though, Kristen, why don't you pray about us? Yes, thank or you. Pray, not just pray about us, but pray for everybody <laughs> and about this message. I'll pray about everybody. There you go. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Thank you that your mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. God, we hold on to your promises, God. All of your promises are yes and amen. God, you have given us life and life abundantly. And when the world seems dark and our world seems like there's just no way out, God, you provide that way. You are the way, the truth, and the light. And I just pray for anyone who's discouraged right now or just feels down or maybe the holidays bring up just interesting feelings and and for different reasons, God, that you would just comfort, comfort your children today and give them the presence of your light. In Jesus' name, amen. Great job, baby. Hey, so I, I don't know if I told you, but um, I, my mother actually talked to me the other day. She actually listened to that message that we did on um, the family dynamics during oh, the holidays. Oh, no, of course and, she did. Which we were hoping our parents wouldn't listen to. And I said, well, what do you think of it? And she said, well, it was great, but you talk way too fast. And I was like, well, I know, Mom, but it's, you know, it's we only have 12 minutes. And we have a lot to say. And she goes, yeah, but this is ridiculous. Here, listen to this. And she was playing she played it back for me on her phone, but she had it on one and a half speed. Like, that's just how she's been listening to our messages. I mean, I sounded like a hamster who had taken a hot dose of caffeine or something like that. I'm like, my, my heart rate was like, you know, 300 beats a minute or something. But you actually sounded pretty normal, which was weird because I don't think of you as speaking all that slowly. I just guess compared well, to me. maybe I do sometimes. Yeah. All right. Let's get into this. So um, <clears throat> part two. Declining church and what to do about it. If you missed part one last week, we really kind of got into how the church was declining and the data behind that. Uh, I want to talk, Kristen, today about really what's to be done about it. So why don't you kick off with that? Go ahead. Well, when we're talking about the church, we're talking about us, right? We are the body. We are the church. We are representing Christ. And so, um, you know, we can say we need to be Christ to everyone. What would Jesus do? Remember those bracelets that saying, what, WWJD, what would Jesus do? But that sounds great, but what are the, I feel like we need some practical ways to do that. And I was just thinking recently about this. I, I think we need to really think about different ways we can be practical about this. And one way is maybe if we took every day and said, okay, who are the five people I'm going to bless today, give a compliment to? I mean, it could take two seconds, sending a Facebook message to someone saying, thank you for encouraging me in my life. I mean, it does not have to be complicated, but it's going to make a big difference. I know when I get those messages or when someone tells me a compliment, how it just makes my day and makes me feel, that's one way we can, you know, there's, I feel like there's practical things or not being just totally self-absorbed when we go into the grocery store or go into some place and we just got to go in and get out, say, Holy Spirit, if you need me to talk to somebody today, if you need me to bless somebody, um, 
you know, show me, show me who that is and be more aware of our surroundings. So you're saying you like getting compliments. I had no idea. That's, <laughs> yeah, everybody this does. This just in. Kristen likes I praise. Just, I love, I know, I, I, I told you, if I was like a dog on that dog show, my tail would be wagging. Yeah, I, that's right. <laughs> well, listen, I, one of the things I love is how you, instead of speaking in theory, that you went right into the practical, like here's an idea of what you can do. Uh, it, and I, I think we can't overstate the importance of doing this on an individual level, right? When you look at the decline of the church and we get into the numbers and we say, well, there's whatever it is, 350 million Americans and 10% fewer are doing this, 10% fewer are going to church, that's a decline of 33 million. You can look at the world and feel totally overwhelmed, like I'm one person. But you know, funny thing, Chris, and I don't know if you ever heard the statistic, they say in the course of your lifetime, you will probably get to know about a thousand people. Well, if you know a thousand people and each of them knows a thousand people, that's a billion people. So you've only, you're only one degree of separation away from influencing potentially a billion people. And that was probably before social media. Yes. So you should never really underestimate exactly what you're talking about, Kristen, the, the role of just how one person can really make a difference. I saw a, a meme that our friend uh, Chris, uh, Chris, Cliff Gibbons put up the other day. We love Cliff, right? Shout out to Cliff. Shout out to Cliff if he's listening. And the meme he put up was, uh, he said, if you want Christ back in Christmas, then feed the hungry, comfort the afflicted, love the outcast, forgive the wrongdoer, and inspire the hopeless. It's not just about complaining. Mm. It's not you're getting into a, you know, a Facebook war about, well, you know, this is a this is about Jesus Christ. It shouldn't say X message, say Christmas. And, you know, this is, you know, we should be able to say Merry Christmas instead of Happy Holidays. That's some silly, you know, culture war doesn't get you anywhere. Do exactly what you're talking about. Understand that one person can make a very meaningful difference in the lives of others. And if enough of us are doing that, then that's how you begin to change the world. That's true. I, you're reminding me about a story, and I'm going to have to go look it up after after uh, this discussion today, where a man, a missionary, every single day shared the gospel with just one person. And after his whole entire lifetime, they measured, and this is just the people that they know of that came to the Lord. Um, and uh, those people then also, in turn, of course, shared the gospel with someone else. And I forget the number, honestly. I don't want to m- misspeak. But it was just an astronomical number of the amount of people that he shared the gospel with and then the amount of people that they shared the gospel with. And I just think about all the layers. Um, you know, we were talking last week also about revival mm-hmm. and prayer. And, you know, the Billy Grahams who are up there speaking, then there's somebody else in the wings, maybe literally or back at um, a hotel or something, on their knees praying for the event. Um, and I think about all the different layers and spiritual layers to us as a body, as a church, as a whole, that we need to really understand our part and our calling and how it's different things for different seasons. But even if it's unseen, God sees it, and that's all that matters. Yeah, and I think to to build off of that, it's not just praying in general and praying for change, that's important, but pray for change in you. I told you, Kristen, that one of the things I actually admire about the Muslim community is that they are committed to praying five times a day. There's a practical thing you did. Did you you know, actually, I'm not making this up, There's actually I have a, a watch collection for those who don't know, and and there's actually something called Muslim watches, Islamic watches. I'm not making this up, where the watch will actually go off uh, five times a day for the five different times you're supposed to pray. And so what I did was I took my phone and I created five different uh, 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 alarms, basically, silent alarms that would just vibrate five different times during the day to remind me to do that. And, you know, the the idea here is I'm not just praying in an abstract sense. 
I'm praying for God to change me and to use me. Yes. One, one of my favorite quotes, and actually you were the one who told me who said this, but it's preach often and use words when necessary. Now, you know I am not one to sit through lengthy sermons. I don't yeah. like... That was it, established last week. That was established last week. Okay. <laughs> but I absolutely, I love that saying, preach often and use words when necessary. Yeah. What, it's, what it's saying is the best way um, uh, to, to really testify to people uh, is not through through preaching at them, you know, through through sermons. It's how you live. I began to say it last week, and I, I know I'm going a little bit long. I'll let you speak in a second. But, you know, if you have a job, you should be the first one there and the last one to leave. When you go to a restaurant, you should always leave the biggest tip. You should always yes. be the kindest. You should be the person who is known as the most reliable. So that even someone who's an atheist says, you know, I know I can count on that person. I mean, if you're doing that, then I, I can't think of any better way to preach the gospel of Christ right than, than that. I want to be vulnerable here for a second and say that we're talking about all the ways that you can do this. But also, don't be afraid. We're, we're human. We're going to make mistakes in life. But don't be afraid. God can use through your mistakes. God can, can use you in a great way. Um, when I was a teenager, I remember I was in this department store, and the sales lady was really rude to me. And I responded to that. I, I kind of got rude back to her. I was, I, my excuse is I was a teenager. I, not that I had an attitude, but, you know, I, I did not respond, let's just say, in the Christian way that I should have. <laughs> but it was, uh, from a worldly standpoint, it was definitely justified because she was rude to me, whatever. I left that store. And as in a teenage girl, I remember God speaking to my heart and saying, Kristen, if someone saw you and, you know, from church or someone you have just witnessed to, would that be the behavior you would want them to see? And I said, no. And what about witnessing to that woman, that saleswoman? And I said, no. He said, go back in that store and apologize to her. And I said, what? <laughs> and God and I went back and forth. But at the end of the day, I went back in the store and I apologized to the woman. And she just looked at me like just shocked. What, what are you even saying? Like, nobody does that. And we had a great conversation. And I still remember that moment now, like years later, not that many years. I'm not that far away from being a teenager. <laughs> but seriously, I, I still remember that moment. And I remember that God not only uses the great things we do, but he s uses when we are humble about our mistakes, he actually uses those opportunities for his glory. Yeah, that's very good. And the other thing, the flip side of that coin, we're talking about preach often, use words when when necessary. The flip side is we have to learn how to listen. And this is, I think, one of the fundamental problems with church services in general, but also when we talk about the church being the, the greater body of Christ, is that it, we're very lecture-oriented. You go into church, you hear a lecture, but there's not a whole lot of listening going on there. That you know, is, is the pastor really hearing what the congregation is saying? Well, not if he's the only one speaking. And in our 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 day-to-day -day lives. I think it's very easy for us to criticize. It's very easy for us to go around and and be judgmental. It's very easy for us even to go around and say, look, this is, you know, uh, Jesus died for your sins, that sort of thing. That's great. But we also have to take time just to be quiet, be still, and listen to what other people are telling us. You, you can't diagnose problems. You can't you can't develop an emotional relationship with somebody that you need to help influence them if you're not listening. I think that's a failure on an institutional level and, and on an individual level. Okay, I'm going to try not to get in the flesh here for a second. I know we don't have that much time left, but you mentioned your soapbox about the sermons. 
last week. My soapbox would tend to be what you just said about listening. Um, one of the things I'm involved with, Mary Kay, there, there's definitely a, a culture of listening, looking in the eye and take, making a person feel val- valuable. I feel that in churches and pastors, I've been, I can't tell you how many times I've been in a church where you feel like the pastor is just, their mind is somewhere else and they're not even looking in your eye and they're just kind of like, hi, how are you? And walk past you. So I, that's all I'm going to say about that. Very <laughs> because good, we're about we running have out of time. <laughs> eight seconds left. So why don't you pray us out in five? Okay. All right. Right. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Lord, may we be, may we be the light. May we be the change that we wish to see. Lord, may we truly, just truly be filled with your Holy Spirit and pour it out all over this world. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas. We'll see you next week and have a great week. Absolutely. As Merry always, Christmas. be blessed and be a blessing. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.